No! What's wrong? The sausages have spoiled and the potatoes boiled over and the soup spilled all over the floor. Dinner is ruined and this mess will take hours to clean up. It's not like there's a wiener snitchel around the corner. This is All Things Together. together. I'm Troy. And I'm Melissa. And this is a special Thanksgiving episode with a theme of hospitality. And we just heard a clip from our brand new As Told by Littles podcast theater about Katherine Azell. This woman of the Reformation was known for her hospitable heart and hosted everyone from Zwingli to Calvin to Protestant refugees. And we'll also be joined by a new friend of ours. I love what I do at Thankful Homemaker because it's reminders that I need that sometimes when we're a homemaker, we think that it's just about cooking and cleaning and feeling like we're just surviving every day. But so often we forget that we're in Christ. If we are a Christian and we've been born again, we are in Christ and the Lord has called us first to himself and then to serve others in the midst of our ordinary days. That's Marcy Farrell with Thankful Homemakers. She'll be with us in just a moment to talk about hospitality for the glory of God. And make sure you listen all the way to the end to learn about a chance to win a church history study Bible from Crossway. Now, our kids are with us here in the studio, a.k.a. the couch. Right, kids? Hello. Hi. Hi. (laughs) That sounded weird. Now, there's some kids out there listening right now, perhaps some of our younger ones, that don't know what the word hospitality means. Uh, How would you describe it, kids? What is hospitality? Doing stuff for other people, being a friend. Okay. okay. Um, having people over and making them a nice home cooked meal. Sure. It means having people over to your home and making them feel welcome and being there when people need you. Uh, those are all pretty good, actually, Melissa. Yeah. Um, now the root word is hospitable, and Webster's Dictionary gives this definition. Given to generous and cordial reception of guests. That sounds so official, but (laughs) I suppose we could put it in a simple way, kind of what the kids already said. It is making people feel welcome in your home by serving them with a generous heart, entertaining them perhaps with food and, and definitely fellowship. Yes, and as Christians, we are called in Scripture to be hospitable. Owen, what would you say is one of your favorite parts of being being hospitable here in our home? Mm, I guess getting to share the meals that we like with other people and just fellowship. That's good. That's good. Okay. And Madeline, what do you enjoy about being hospitable? I enjoy getting to know the people better who we have over and baking cookies for them. (laughs) Mm -mm. All right, Jackson. So is it worth it? All of the time and effort getting the house cleaned up, baking food, is it worth it to be hospitable? Yeah, there's always something special about hanging out with people you enjoy, but there's something special about inviting them into your own home and being able to provide food and fellowship for them. I also love whenever we have people over after we eat dinner, we always say, uh, let's retire to the parlor when we go to the living room. It's always nice and relaxed conversations. I do enjoy retiring to the parlor. (laughs) (laughs) Which is technically the same room as our kid. It's all one room, one big room. (laughs) It's just nicer to say than let's go sit on the couch. Yes. It's more hospitable, would you say? I think so. Well, kids, thanks for joining us here in the studio, a.k.a. the couch, a.k.a. the parlor. (laughs) We're going to get a chance to be hospitable 
This Thursday, Thanksgiving. You guys excited? Yeah. This is All Things Together, and coming up soon, we're going to hear a brand new As Told by Littles podcast theater. But first, let's go to Wisconsin. So we are here today with Marcy from A Thankful Homemaker, who we first met on Instagram, but we met in person at the G3 conference, and that was just a delight to get to know her. Hello, Marcy. Hello, Troy and Melissa. It's so good to be here with you. Yeah, thanks for joining us in this busy season. The holidays are upon us. How are things going as you prepare for Thanksgiving? No, it's been pretty good because I'm a pretty boring traditionalist. So we do the same (laughs) thing every year, (laughs) (laughs) which does simplify it a little bit. Um, Everybody kind of knows their job and what they're going to do. And normally we'll leave open space for an extra guest or two. And this year right now, we, we don't have that option. We, you know, when we talk about being in hospitable and in busy seasons, we have my father-in-law home here with us, living with us at the moment, and he is going through cancer treatment. So that's, that's changed our Mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, It's definitely had us a little more homebound and running to doctor appointments. So it's been a little busier. So as much as I say, we're traditionalists, we are going to be very simple. And for, I may even do paper plates and I've never done that. (laughs) We're doing paper plates. (laughs) We're okay with that. We just pick some up at Aldi's. They had a red truck and pumpkins in the back and we're like, let's do it. (laughs) Yes. Our our dishwasher caught fire a few months ago and paper plates it is. (laughs) That sounds like a good idea this year. (laughs) You're in Wisconsin. What does Thanksgiving look like? Is it, is it freezing cold already? Do you guys, do the kids go outside and play football or is it mostly all indoors? We've actually had some really warm days, but most of the time it's pretty chilly on Thanksgiving. And for many years, my husband would always love, that would be our time. Thanksgiving day would be the day that he decided to clean all the sticks and stuff out of the yard and have a big fire. So our, our grown kids now, but my grandkids really look forward to that. I love it. Also that time that we can put the focus on Christ at the meal, mm-hmm. who are they being thankful to when they're right? Getting- and so it's always bringing it back to Christ. One of the things I do love about Thanksgiving is when we have non-believing family and friends, it's so easy to point them to Christ at that dinner and just to have them comfortable and in our home and being loved on and cared for, and then mm-hmm. being able to bring Jesus into the conversation wow. is, it's we want to do it all the time. And I know sometimes it's hard to do that and we struggle with it, but Thanksgiving for some reason, it simplifies it. So I'm, I'm grateful for that dinner and this time of year to be able to do that. It's a gospel that, opportunity. Yeah. That, and that's the beautiful part about hospitality, mm-hmm. isn't it? Is that uh, you're just sitting at a table, breaking bread as they used to say, and just sitting around and talking, but if you're not careful um, and intentional, you can lose that moment. <laughs> Very much so. It is your word intentional is key to me because we do have to really think about it. So as much as we say it's casual and I'm this traditionalist, there is planning put into it. You know, mm. right. Just thinking through the devotional at the table and the time of prayer and what is the conversation going to be like. So to some degree for me, the food is the easy part, but it's those (laughs) other peripherals that you really have to pray about and and think through well. So I I agree that intentional is a great word. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you really do have to be intentional with hospitality because we are sinners we're saved by grace, but we are sinners and we don't naturally want to serve, you know, and hospitality is serving others. So uh, 
you really have to be intentional with that and be prayerful about it. And um, it can be difficult sometimes to keep up with it when you're busy or with when your kids are younger, that kind of thing. No, I agree. There's so many, when I think of even God's word, like we think of um, in Romans 12, where it talks about to, to show each other hospitality. And then, then I come to the other aspect and I think about our, our grumbling and and I'm going to get the verse Mm -hmm. wrong, but I feel like it's first Peter four, maybe eight, I'm close eight or nine. Yes. I think it's first, first Peter four, nine. It's in our, it's in our podcast theater. Yeah. (laughs) So perfect, Marcy. (laughs) I do think about that though, with, with the grumbling aspect. And, and sometimes when I've read that verse, I'm, it's like, Lord, thank you for that reminder that they even grumbled back then. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. There's a reason that verse is in there. (laughs) My goodness. The children of Israel are not that long out of Egypt and they (laughs) begin to grumble. What, what there, I don't know if there's any greater rescue of a great, of a people group than what happened to them and the, the plagues and the Red Sea and Pharaoh's army being destroyed and then there they are. Oh, the leeks were so much better in Egypt. <laughs> so sad. I don't look at that and laugh at them and go, what fools? I think, oh, Lord, help me because I've done that too yes, often. We are grumblers, we naturally. Do. We're mm-hmm. even on the other side of the curtain and we see what they did not see. And we still are those grumblers. But you, Melissa, you said it early. We're just, we're selfish at heart. And hospitality takes work and it takes planning and we, we do need to sit and think that through, you know, it can naturally just happen. And that is so good when it does, but for the most part, we're probably going to process and think through who are those families that we would like to reach out to, or that, Mm. that neighbor, or, you know, that friend that I know I need to get over or that widow that needs some love and attention. Mm -hmm. And to do those things, it does take time and planning. And you know what, we're going to, we're going to think about food, no matter what you're going to think about what you're going to cook. So it's going to, it's going to affect your budget and your time. It's going to, um, even as you're processing through that, you're going to think about things like no matter what. And I say this and people are going to be like, Oh, it's just tidying your home, but we're going to tidy our home because (laughs) we're not talking about this picture. Perfect perfection, but you're still going to tidy. So people can feel comfy and cozy and homey. You know, it's, we want that feel there. So there, there is some work involved in it. I always think that when we're being hospitable, we're being obedient to God's word because God's Mm -hmm. word commands it. And if, if we are known by Christ, if we are in Christ, then that is part of those John 14, 15 verses where it talks about, if we love him, we're going to obey his commands Mm -hmm. and being hospitable to one another is one of his commands that we are to obey. And so to do that, takes work, but we're the ones blessed by it. Usually we say that we have people over and it's work, but we're usually the ones blessed by that time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I think what you're saying in other words is that if our heart is doing this for the Lord and for his glory, in a sense, we are actually worshiping the Lord in the way that we are in this fulfilling, love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Right. Right. Amen. Yeah. And it, it is, it's such a pretty picture to them to model God's love to all people. And I, I just, mm-hmm. that, that big reminder, because yeah. it, it is a time of, you know, whether we are loving one another as our brothers and sisters in the faith, having them over, or we're evangelizing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. sharing the gospel with those that are outside of Christ. I mean, we want our homes to be places where the gospel is evident and it's not just evident in our mouths, but it's lived out in our lives and in our, our service and love for others. 
Mm. And those kids, they're watching, they're watching our attitudes, they're watching what we do. And sometimes our attitudes and actions, and we, we all know this speak more than what our words say to them. So yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. absolutely. It's been a joy to see my kids come alongside. And I'm thankful to see, even with my inconsistencies, that God is faithful to bring them about and grow them up and um, come alongside us and host with us. And it's just incredibly encouraging. Yeah. That's the beauty of grace in the home. Mm-hmm. You know, we we have had to ask for forgiveness when perhaps we've been too, you know, frustrated with that. Guys, people are coming over in an hour and the house isn't ready, you know, and <laughs> repentance is a mark of grace as well to repent to the Lord and re- to repent with each other. Uh, that's another sign of grace at work in our lives. Um, and I'm so thankful that I learned that early on um, instead of just putting up the the air or the 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 facade of having it all together. Um, you're right. It's a good it's a good lesson for our kids to see, mm-hmm. hey, we're sinners saved by grace as well. Yes. And the whole process really for especially with when they're really little, the whole process is very sanctifying because I became a mom when Pinterest started blowing up. <laughs> so there were all these ideas and I, I'm a creative person. I thrive on creativity. So it was tempting to want to do this and want to do that and want to do this and, and um, have this thing just so, but it was very humbling and sanctifying to try to do those things and obviously fail because there were other things that needed attention, other priorities that needed attention. And then to just kind of take a step back and say, okay, Lord, what really is priority here? And what is my goal here in, in, you know, hosting this family? Is it to show off my creativity (laughs) or my perfect home or anything like that? No, it is to, it is to love on them and show them the love of Christ. So it, it, that was a very humbling and sanctifying process to me. And now, you know, my home, may not be perfect when people come over, but it actually doesn't stress me out as much. So the, the Lord has really worked on my heart in that area. I, I always say nobody is looking at your dust or they don't know that things are out of, I mean, those are the things are out of order. Who knows that, but you, so nobody, right. nobody mm-hmm. even pays attention to that by any means. So I, I so get that. I do always hope the bathroom's a little tiny, but that's about. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. That's always the one. <laughs> Please, at least the bathroom. At least the bathroom. Well, in our oh. in our um, podcast theater, we talk about stinky socks on the kitchen floor, <laughs> and how that's not that welcoming. So there's definitely an aspect where you want your guests to feel welcome, to feel comfortable there. So there's there's that aspect that you can't have you know, laundry lying all over the couch because you didn't get to fold it, you know, move that laundry to the bed and then close the bedroom door, (laughs) you know. Now, speaking of podcast theater, in a moment here, we're going to hear a brand new one about Katharina Zell. Um, As you were looking at her story, Marcy, uh, what struck you about her? That she lived in a really hard time and this woman did not have always the best of health but she would just serve others with such an, a heart. Like I just think in, in our time, we have such modern day conveniences and we grumble about serving. And mm-hmm. here's a woman who lived in a time who she probably had to go 
kill the meat that they put on the table to sell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but she cared for the the sick and the refugees and she did it with a heart that she was serving the Lord and mm-hmm. that was that was her focus. So even to serve the sick like when she there was something about when she was serving with the 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 plague and yes. she was one of those people that went to serve and there's a woman who was trusting the Lord and she was just, Lord, I'm your servant and I'm here to do whatever you need me to do. And Right. Yeah. This, somebody I read said that so often when you look back at church history, when the townsfolks are fleeing the town due to fire or plague or some other disaster, it's the Christians you find rushing into it. And that's that's both challenging, but also very encouraging. Mm-hmm. She even visited somebody with leprosy. And so she would go see people at great risk to her own health. And um, the Lord sustained her through that too. And I I see that as an amazing encouragement that um, the Lord continues to sustain us even today. I love that there was something I read when you had shared about her because I'd not heard of her until you mentioned her. And I'm like, I need to understand who this woman is a little bit more. But somebody described her as, no, she was known for combining the graces of Mary and Martha. Mm-hmm. And I really love that, that picture of her. So she worked hard, but she, she put the needs of others above herself. And that stood out to me about her. It's almost like you've listened to, or you, did somebody slip you a script? <laughs> <Our podcast theater? laughs> so we quote that. So that's Swingley. Swingley said that about her. He stayed with her for a couple of weeks during some, some famous debates. That quote struck me because I have often struggled like, well, should I be a Mary or should I I be a Martha? And then sometimes I'm like, well, probably both, a little Mm -hmm. bit of both, you know? Yeah, he he puts it very well. The Mm -hmm. graces of Mary and Martha. Mm -hmm. Oh, Lord, help us to have those both. I Mm -hmm. like that. I like that a lot. That is just because you know what? People need to eat, but they need to be loved on. (laughs) Yeah. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Well, Marcy, before we go, could you just share with us a little bit about what you do on your blog and podcast called Thankful Homemaker? So I, I really, I love what I do at Thankful Homemaker because it's reminders that I need that sometimes when we're a homemaker, we think that it's just about cooking and cleaning and feeling like we're just surviving every day. But so often we forget that we're in Christ. If we are a Christian and we've been born again, we are in Christ and the Lord has called us first to himself and then to serve others in the midst of our ordinary days. And so often we forget that our role as a homemaker, it does matter to God because in that time, he is sanctifying us. He is growing us more into his likeness and our contentment in our homemaking. It always begins with finding our satisfaction in Christ. So really what I desire to do there is to provide gospel-driven encouragement to homemakers. That's awesome. Your mission statement, the what you do at a thankful homemaker really fit in so well with this hospitality episode. So I just thank you for joining us. Thank you for asking me. This is a treat for me. So, and I I love that actually, this gives me another reason to kind of share you more with my, with my listeners. And I'd really love them to know more about you. So that would be really good. Yeah. Plus when we met you at G3, we really enjoyed meeting one of your granddaughters who would come and visit our booth uh, a a few times. She was very sweet and she had some very nice words about our movies. Yes. What was her name again? 
Olivia. 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 Yes. Olivia. She was such a sweetheart. She ended up giving us hugs by the end of it. And I just enjoyed that so much. She was so sweet. She's the hospitable one. She is the one who just, she loves the elderly. Like it's just so fun to watch her sometimes. Mm. And it is, it's just her natural makeup. Like it's just how God has created her. So it's fun. What a gift. Well, tell Olivia the Lambert said happy Thanksgiving and well, happy Thanksgiving to all of your family. Thanks for joining yes, us. Yes, thank you, Marcy. Aw, thank you both and enjoy your week. It was great to be here. Thanks so much, guys. This is All Things Together. We're thankful for the time Marcy Farrell gave us. And if you want to learn more about what she does, you can always visit her website, thankfulhomemaker.com. And we hope you all enjoyed our conversation and were encouraged to do hospitality this holiday season for the glory of God. And hey, we want to remind you to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts like Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Audible, or even Podbean. In fact, you could even ask Alexa or Suri to play the All Things Together podcast. And I wonder what she'll say. (laughs) And if you enjoy listening to our podcast, please share it with your friends, your family, maybe even your church. And now we want to introduce you to another hospitable woman in our podcast theater. So, without further ado, Five Solas Media presents As Told by Little's Podcast Theater The Hospitality of Katharina Zell. Ugh, Mom, do we have to clean? Yeah, we know it's the holidays and all, but why do we have to clean? It's just gonna get messy after Thanksgiving dinner. You know, even Christ came to serve. He served us and died for us while we were still sinners. That truth should stir us up to serve, even cleaning house so others can feel comfortable. And, uh, and stinky socks lying on the kitchen floor are not that welcoming. Ew, those are Johnny's. Well, look, Sally, you left your breakfast dishes. All right, you two. You know, hospitality isn't just about hosting and having people over. It's having the right attitude to serve others as Christ served us. Coram Deo. Coram what Coram Deo. It means before the face of God in Latin. So that means God's face is in our kitchen while we are cleaning? Whoa, that's weird. <laughs> before the face of God means that we remember that we do everything as though God sees us. Because guess what? He does. Oh! (laughs) Tell you what, while we are cleaning, do you want to hear a story of a very hospitable woman? Yes! Sure! Okay! A long time ago in a country far, far away. Wait a minute! Where is that voice coming from? Yeah, who's saying that? Oh, never mind where it's coming from. Just listen. As I was saying... time ago in a country far, far away was a woman named Katharina Zell. She lived in a city called Strasbourg and married a pastor named Matthew. At their wedding, Matthew said she would be the mother to the poor and the refugees. And many refugees came. In 1524, 150 men fled to safety in Strasbourg from the Roman Catholics in France. And do you know what? Catherine hosted 80 of those men. That's right, 80. Now that's one big sleepover. We're running out of linens, Matthew, and this gentleman needs a blanket. How many are in our home? 
Have you counted? Uh, I'll get a head count. One, two, ten, twenty-three, fifty-four. I think we've topped off at eighty, Katharina. I'll check on the linens and blankets in the cupboard. Eighty? Oh Lord, please provide, sustain me. Excuse me, Mrs. Is there a way I can help? Maybe to help make breakfast in the morning? Oh yes, I can help too. Oh, that is kind of you both. That'll be great. I'll see you in the kitchen when the rooster crows. Sure thing. What are we gonna make? In the morning, we're making waffles. Yum. Can't wait. Cat, I found a blanket. Oh, good. The Lord does provide. He sure does, my sweet helpmate. God sustained Katharina throughout the years as she housed many in her home, including Protestant refugees from all over. She even hosted reformers like John Calvin and Martin Booster when they needed a place to stay. On one occasion, she hosted men who were attending a debate between Martin Luther and Ulrich Zwingli. Zwingli stayed with the Zells for a couple of weeks. Oh no! No! What's wrong? The sausages have spoiled and the potatoes boiled over and the soup spilled all over the floor. Dinner is ruined and this mess will take hours to clean up. It's not like there's a wiener schnitzel around the corner. Cat, my sweet assistant, it will be okay. God will provide, just like he did with all the refugees. Oh, I know he will, but I do care about how things look and taste. I want our guests to enjoy their stay. And not even this happened during all the stays of the refugees. Well, how about I clean this mess and you cook up another meal? We can get more food at the market tomorrow. Cheer up, it could be worse. <sighs> You're right, Matthew. As 1 Peter 4.9 says, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. I must continue to remind myself of where my heart should be. It's a true joy to serve our mighty God in all things, even in the smallest tasks like doing the dishes. I deserve nothing from Him, and He has given me so much in Christ Jesus. My dear wedded companion, how thankful I am that God has gifted me with you. I'll grab a mop for the floor. Now. Let's see what we have here. I've got smoked ham I can cut up and toss it in the carrots. Yeah, that'll cook up real quick and should be tasty. Oh no, they're early. They must have had really good traffic. They made great time. We have no supper ready. Well, we have to open the door anyway. You can open the door. I'll clean up as much as I can. Okay, thank you. Oh. Hello, Pastor Swingley. Welcome to our home. Why, thank you, Katharina. Why are we whispering? Is Matthew asleep? <laughs> no, he's in the kitchen. Matthew, Pastor Swingley is here. Ah, Ulrich, welcome. How did you get here so quickly? I took the mountain pass instead of the Strasbourg Highway. Yeah, the highway would have been jammed this time of day. Hey, we heard of the sausage shopper situation on the All Things Together podcast last month. Great stuff. Thank you. It's a great show. Let me take your things, and I'll have some coffee on in a jiffy. Thank you very much. Coffee sounds amazing. Could you make it a Swiss mocha, please? Sure. No problem. We're glad you're staying with us. Will Johan be arriving soon? Yes, he should be here any minute. He took the low road and probably hit that traffic. <laughs> ah, Matthew. I'm excited to stay here. Your wife? Well, she's the best of both Mary and Martha. Oh, if only you knew. Here's your mocha. Hope you enjoy. Supper will be slightly late, and I'm sorry there won't be any sausages. We had a mishap. 
but there will be smoked ham. That's okay. I get tired of sausages sometimes. <laughs> Pastor Zwingli, many will be arriving soon. Do you mind if I show you where you're sleeping? Sure, I'll follow you. This is your bed. I've left your favorite Swiss chocolate on your pillow. We have a fitness center downstairs if you need to work off any of those mochas. And yes, the Avion waters in the mini fridge, bottled near Geneva, are complimentary. Oh, Mrs. Zell, you've outdone yourself. Thank you. It's a joy to serve my Lord by serving his people. Oh, I almost forgot we have a free continental breakfast in the morning. Johan is here. Make yourself comfortable, Pastor Zwingli. I'll let you know when supper is ready. For years, Katharina served God's people alongside her husband through all kinds of circumstances, including losing both of their children as babies. After Matthew died, she continued to show Christian love and hospitality to others, even when no one else would. She wrote many scripture-filled letters to those who needed encouragement in trying times, brought food and necessities to families riddled with the plague and even leprosy, and busied herself with serving for the sake of God's glory. But not everyone appreciated her. Oh, wow. Look at this in the paper. Katharina Zell is holding another food drive for the refugees? Didn't you intern for her late husband? Ugh, who does she think she is? Ministering to people like she's a, like she's a priest? It's disturbing the peace, isn't it? Uh, well, is that your question? Ever since I've known her, she was a burden to her husband. With all those reform views and being so busy, she is disturbing the peace of the church, and I'm going to write her a letter. Whatever you say, boss. Ludwig Rabbis was Matthew's intern and had taken over the church when he died. Let's just say he didn't agree with the reform views that he and Katharina held. On top of that, he seemed to be bothered by the way Katharina continued to serve after her husband's death. Now, when Katharina got the letter from Rabbis, she was very upset. I'm sure she took some time to pray, but she eventually wrote him back. Do you call this disturbing the peace that instead of spending my time in the frivolous amusements, I have visited the plague infested and carried out the dead? I have visited those in prison and under sentence of death. Often for three days and nights, I have neither eaten or slept. I have never mounted the pulpit, but I have done more than any minister in visiting those in ministry. Is this disturbing the peace of the church? You young fellows tread on the graves of the first fathers of this church in Strasbourg and punish all those who disagree with you. Rabbis was one of her few critics, but most everyone else knew Katharina's heart for the Lord and her love for His people. And because of this, she was loved by many far and wide. Towards the end of her life, she wrote these words. I see before my eyes and welcome the time of my release. I rejoice in it and know that to die here will be my gain, that I lay aside the mortal and perishable and put on the everlasting immortal and imperishable. I am now 60 years old and I have walked before God in fear of him and despising the world for 50 years. So that I could say with the holy Ambrose, I have lived so that I am not ashamed to continue to live among the faithful, but I do not fear to die. For I am certain that in Christ I will live again, and in Him I have a gracious God forever. Katharina lived all of her Christian life seeking to serve God, Coram Deo, before the face of God, and is a great example for all of us of Christian hospitality. <clears throat> 
I'll take it from here, thanks. Okay. So you see kids, through challenges, grief, and trials, Katharina Zell served with a hospitable heart. She knew that Christ served her when she didn't deserve it, and that spurred her on to serve others, Coram Deo, before the face of God. Katharina knew that God sustained her and she continued to look to Christ for a heart of service and hospitality. Wow, and I just have to complete a few chores each day. Yep, this made my dishes not look so bad. Let's ask the Lord to give us hospitable hearts as we serve our family, friends, and church. And not only through this holiday season, but through all our lives. As Paul wrote to the Colossians, Whatever you do, work heartily, as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. Nice finish. Thank you. Really, who is that talking? This is All Things Together, and we hope you enjoyed our latest As Told by Little's podcast theater. Wow, what a woman Katharina Zell was. Yes, I'm so thankful that God has given us examples like her in church history. While not perfect, she went through many trials, but still sought to serve others for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And may the Lord give us the heart to do just that. Amen. This podcast theater was produced and written by yours truly, Troy and Melissa Lamberth. And Madeline was our narrator. Bo was Johnny. Emmeline was Sally. Bella was the mom. Ava was Katharina. Owen was Matthew. Emmett was Refugee 1. Oliver was Refugee 2. Kylie came back as Wingley. Elijah was Rabbis. And Ruby was Rabbis' assistant. And we thought we'd throw a little shout out to our friend Nathan Juarez, who wrote all of the original sound score, aka the music, in our podcast theaters. Well, it's that time again. And what time is that? The end of our show. But not quite the end, because we still have to tell you about our giveaway this month. That's right. We have one last copy of the Church History Study Bible from our friends at Crossway. And as always, you can enter on our Instagram or Facebook. So go over to our social media and check that out. If you enjoy the show, as we said earlier, please spread the news. Tell your friends, family, church, homeschool group about it. And share it on your social media pages. Please leave us a kind review as well. And if you're interested in supporting our efforts and sharing the gospel through media, we are a nonprofit, and that means you can donate and get a write-off. It's a win-win. Yep, to donate and to support all the work that goes on in these podcasts, please visit our website at fivesolasmedia.com. That's fivesolasmedia.com. And when you visit our website, check out some of the holiday specials that we'll have there this season, which would make great Christmas presents for families in your life. This is the All Things Together podcast. A production of Five Solos Media. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. You guys want some waffles? Do you like waffles? Yeah. You have just a waffle maker. You have a waffle maker? We just don't make them that much. Yeah? Can you say, I can help too. I can help too. Very good.